Hey everyone, welcome to Smart Guy, Dumb Guy. I'm your host and dumb guy, Christian Serge, and always with us, your co-host, smart guy and author, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Morrison. What's up? For the next 23 minutes or so, you know, approximately 23 minutes, we're going to have a conversation about current events, culture, politics from both sides of the intellectual spectrum. Christian. Yes, we are. How are you, man? I'm good. What's up, Johnny? Whenever I say Johnny Morrison, I just feel like it's just a cool name, man. It's like a rock star name. It, I, you know, I agree with that, actually. I uh, Sometimes people are like, why don't you go with, like, Jonathan, your Christian name? Uh, and it's because Johnny Morrison sounds cooler, just objectively. Your mom calls you Jonathan. She does. She, she's, like, basically it. There's, like, she calls me Jonathan. One person I know calls me John, which is the thing I would like to avoid the most. Um, and everybody <laughs> else, it's uh, it's Johnny or, you know, something less positive. I've been hanging out with your mom over the last year. Once in a while, we, you know, she comes down to California and we, you know, grab lunch and um, she talks about you a lot. And so I started, you kind of, it kind of, her calling you Jonathan has kind of bled on to me. So oh, yeah. I'll come home and I'll be like, hey, I, you know, we're talking about Jonathan. And my wife's like, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> who, Johnny Morrison. Johnny Morrison. Yeah, that's right. There's other Jonathans. Like, it's not, that's not me. There's other Jonathans. There's lots of Johns. I mean, there's a lot of Johnnies too, but, you know, feels a bit yes. more unique, feels a bit more appropriate to me to be Johnny Morrison. Yes. There's so much going on in the news and on occasions, I just don't want to talk about, number one, the pandemic. I don't want to talk about the previous president. I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about what's going on locally, but it's just like everything's in our faces. Mm -hmm. We just can't get away. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I said, you know, it's a bummer because politics generally stayed out of our lives for, you know, during Obama, it was there, but it wasn't like inserted in this mm -hmm. really deep and like part of our identity. And uh, now it is. And I, I, I don't know. I'd like to get away from that, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's interesting. There's something really good about it, right? That people are more aware of policy. They're more aware of justice issues. They're more aware of what's happening around them. But it is fat. It, I think that's totally true. Like, I remember a decade ago, uh, this would be even longer than a decade ago. I remember like rallying against the Iraq war and people being like, what are you even talking about? Why do people, you know, mm. nobody, nobody, nobody's talking about this. Why are you talking about this? And we felt like a small group of people that cared. And then I'm a bit with Bush at the end. Bomb, it felt like people normalized. They're like, yeah, this is a sane person in the White House. We're chill. And people stopped talking about it as much until the end of the Obama administration. I feel like it started to come back again. And then Trump was like a whole other level where <laughs> everybody who didn't need to, everybody who was not affected by politics in the past were all of a sudden dragged into the political conversation in ways that were unique to them, especially those with of us with privilege and like relatively normal lives who the decisions that are made on behalf of us don't negatively impact us. I think you're right. And I feel like we've all really, as Americans, have been duped by what we're seeing on the screen. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that, and this is not right or left. You said last week, I don't really care much about the Democrats, don't really care much about the Republicans. Like, I'm, And I get that. And I, I agree with that. But we've been duped by 
the media or the things that we're seeing. And it's not just the big media. It's just like everything that we, we take in. I feel like it feeds our fears. There's a video mm. that uh, posted up recently on a website that supposedly shows uh, Biden's security advisor. I don't know if you've seen this. And he, you know, it was like, this April saying, you don't have to wear a mask to a New York Times reporter. Um, we're not wearing masks in here. It's okay. It's just, you know, it's just uh, fake. And the New York Times reporter is like, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll take my mask off. We've all been vaccinated. And people are believing that it was actually Biden's security advisor. And it took uh, my wife all of about five minutes to Google it. And the interesting thing was she found out not only was it last April 2020, it wasn't uh security advisor from Biden. It was legitimately a reporter who got up on the microphone and was kicked off later. And uh, the guy who is hosting the website is known for alt-right and conspiracy theory, uh, right? Like, like, so you, like all those things add up as a normal human being, we should just say, yeah, that's not something I should believe. Yeah, totally. I feel like we've been duped and I think that we should all just do a little more research. Amen. Hey, I don't know that I have anything to add on to that. I think that's true. <laughs> it is funny how fast you can be duped and how fast you can, and for the most part, uncover conspiracies, fault stories, uh, deep fakes, like pretty fast. If you just do a little bit of Googling, like, I mean, you, you talked about the story just a handful of episodes ago about uh, like birtherism with Obama and like, just doing some Wikipedia yeah. searching to find out mm -hmm. like not only where the birth certificate came from, but how the birth certificate process works, like how the county registrar works. Like you, you learn all of those things in a very short amount of time, which answers the questions, but you do have to get out of the, like the spin of various media sources. Yeah. It's like do the research people and it takes one or two Google it. I think there's a website, uh, Google that for me or let me Google that for you. <laughs> I have a friend, he, he texts me some uh, article about Black Lives Matter. And he's like, tell me, you know, all the good things because this is terrible. And there's a man standing in front of a burning building. And I'm like, bro, in, in two seconds, I realized that the article that was posted by was an alt-right group that had literally the image of their Instagram post was that movie that uh, um, Natalie Portman's in, like V. Oh, V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. It was like that. They've they're known for uh, really pushing forward conspiracy theories and alt right mm. stuff. And you're just like, that should tell you. Even if you're part of the the extreme right, you should be like, well, I should probably not do that. Like the Daily News or the Sun is carrying the story, so maybe I should not believe it. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It is tricky though. I will. Like I 100 agree with you. I do think it's tricky though when you live in a bit of a, like we all live in a bit of a media bubble in terms of the ideologies that we hold to. True. And deciphering, like it's, there's, there's things that are like objectively bad, like what you just said, birtherism, conspiracy theories. But then there's the way that we twist facts just, or we don't, or it's not even twisting. It's the way that we present facts. It's the kind of stories that we tell as opposed to telling other stories, the mm. way we um, read a set of events and then how the media then, tells that story like is this person doing a good job at their job or are they doing a bad job at their job like and that so informs then how the consumer 
reads it, it's not as objective as just like Googling it and finding the answer because you're like, well, these people are saying, they're looking at the same facts, saying this person's doing a good job, this person's doing a bad job. That gets really tricky to like know how to navigate and how to like walk through. It does. Speaking of like having different kinds of, of things pushed at you all the time and not knowing what to believe uh, in California right now, and it's the article I want to talk about. It's an article about Gavin Newsom being recalled as a governor. And I don't know if you know the process of being recalled, but it's it's quite interesting. Uh, within the first term, people who want to recall a governor, now this is not new to California. Most governors have some kind of recall uh uh, you know, f- like group that wants to recall the governor from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Jerry Davis mm. to Gavin Newsom, uh, where they have to get together a bunch of signatures. And so sometimes when I walk down at Walmart, they'll be like, you know, Gavin Newsom, recall him. And uh, in Orange County, where the Trump stands used to be, now it's recall Gavin Newsom. Huh. I, I don't know if you've seen this on the news, but Newsom is been in the governorship since 2019, just before the pandemic. And People want to recall him for the handling of the pandemic because California isn't open yet. He's democratic. He came out early on and said, hey, we are going to open California based on science and based on the hospitals. And I think it's really, I thought it was a very good, compelling story. He said, listen, here are the numbers. Our beds are 98% full. Nobody's going, you know, uh, when you're in large groups or indoors, it's been proven that you can contract and spread the coronavirus much easier so nobody's eating inside mm. and when we, and here's how we're going to get to this tier here's how we're going to get to this tier and here's how we're going to get to this tier it's very clear you can google it um you can just be like hey, what's the california coronavirus plan so during the coronavirus they had to get a 1.5 million signatures in order to have a recall vote mm. once those have once they have 1.5 million signatures a new election has to happen within four to six months. Oh, interesting. That's, yeah, and that's actually how Governor Schwarzenegger came to power. He, uh, Gray Davis, was in his first term. At the end of his first term, he was a Democratic governor. Um, the people decided they want to recall him. They got the signatures, and Arnold Schwarzenegger stepped in, and he served almost two terms. Huh. You know, he served the rest of he served almost he served almost eight years. So. It happens. Everybody wants to recall him. And Gavin Newsom's reach is far. Like today on Facebook, a friend of mine posted, Gavin Newsom has been named the realtor of the year because he sold more property in Utah than any other realtor because everybody's leaving California sure. over the high taxes. So I don't know. Um, the question I have is not necessarily should Gavin Newsom be recalled, but it's can we as individuals, if we're on party lines, can we support, you know, 1.5 million people and say, yeah, let's have a new election. And can we support our local governments when they don't agree with us? What an interesting question. Yeah. Like, so the question that you're asking is what, like 1.5 million people signed this ballot or signed this like document that brings the recall. So a new election has to happen. Gavin could run again. Right. But Uh another, like they have to go through the whole election cycle again. So the GOP can put up a challenger. Um, So the question you're asking is like, if you're a Dem in California, should you support the right of people to gather Mm -hmm. 1.5 million signatures in order to call a recall? 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, bear in mind, bear in mind, there's 40 million people in California. Mm. That's half the people that voted for Biden. Mm. That's two thirds of the people who voted for Trump. Right. Mm. So 40 million people, 1.5 million, we have to have a recall. We have to have a new vote. Should we support that? Yeah, that's so fascinating. What a good question, dude. Because it's like when you say it like that, too, with it's 40 million, you're like, it's such a small fraction of the population. And the, the other thing I think about is like with the Internet, your ability to get 1.5 million signatures is significantly increased compared to what it was, you know, 20 years ago, even. And how much sure. work it would have been to get signatures, you know, like physically do it. And due to the pandemic, they extended the deadline from November 17th, which is one year mm-hmm. from the beginning of his term, to March, this March. Mm-hmm. And so he actually is like, hey, this went from possible to probable. Like they're probably going to have a, a re-election. Because huh. they have 1.3, they claim to have 1.3 million signatures. They only need 200,000 more. And they're, you know, posting up on every Walmart and Costco in California, the whole state, which is five times the size of England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, but, but at the same time, like, so, so there's part of it that feels like it's not right. Like in terms of how many people you need to have signatures for, how easy it would be to get signatures Right. Um, in large, in light of how large California is, like it's, it feels like sort of that minority states or small states get the same amount of like Senate power as large states. You know, Wyoming right. has the same amount of senators as California, same right. amount of votes in the Senate. That seems a little unfair, but at the same time, the power of that is that Wyoming still gets a voice in the Senate. Um, so in the same way, there is something very powerful and compelling about 1.5 million people being able to. Um, do the things necessary to bring a recall because say it wasn't Gavin Newsom and it was, you know, Ivanka Trump who had run for governor of California and 1.5 million people can actually can, can press against that and call a recall. So I think, I think I'm for it. Um, (laughs) But in a way that makes me uncomfortable generally, like, like it's, it's a fragile system, but I think you want that kind of lever to press back against, systems of power. And I read the article that you shared. It seems likely that um, Newsom would win again, not guaranteed. True. But I wouldn't be surprised if Newsom won again. Well, the hard part is this, what their grievances are, are they're saying, Hey, you favor foreign nationals coming into our country over our own citizens, which there's a lot to unpack there. They also talk about that he's imposed uh, sanctuary state status and fails to enforce immigration laws. Mm -hmm. So he's failing to separate children from their parents. Mm -hmm. So like, like, you know, like we really need to kind of critically think through that. And then it says that he, uh, their grievances, he's unilaterally overruled the will of the people regarding the death penalty. Yeah. They're saying, no, no, we want the death penalty, and you're saying we, there, it's not there. Yep. We're not going to have the death penalty. Oh, yeah. I think all the reasons they want to do the recall are just terrible. <laughs> I, so I'm not on team recall Gavin Newsom's policy <laughs> list, but I, but I think if I put myself in the opposite shoes and I wanted to, to do a recall because someone favored the death penalty, because someone lifted sanctuary status on cities, because someone overly enforced immigration policy, then I would want the right and the ability to press against that person also, right? For sure. I, I, I think, it, you know, we, we all want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And while I don't want Gavin Newsom to be recalled, I have a lot of friends who do. Sure. And 
I think that, you know, you should be able to raise your hand and people should say, yeah, should we keep him in? Um, I think it's going to be very interesting if this happens. I think that uh, mm-hmm. now with political like voting and voting power in, in, in all of our minds, I think it's going to be a huge turnout mm-hmm. and it's going to be a big deal because it's no secret. California taxes are high. Mm-hmm. Like that's why Jerry Davis bailed. Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to lower him. He did lower him. And then all the government things that we enjoy like roads and schools and government subsidies like the mail or um, even hospitals, like all the quality went down. And so he just got California into more debt. So now Gavin yeah. Newsom's kind of taking that. So there's just so, it's just more complicated people. Yes. What you raise with Gavin Newsom is fascinating because it relates really well to the article that I wanted to talk about. And it, which is really, it's less about the article. The article is from The Atlantic, but it's really more similar to what you named. It's an issue about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a, uh, a Republican representative from Georgia. She is the opposite of Gavin Newsom in every way possible. <laughs> yes, she um, is. She is crazy. Like, and I, I'm hesitant normally to like call someone out as if like a personal issue, but she is crazy, dude. She believes the California fires were started by lasers in space funded by George <laughs> I Soros. Um, I love this. I so love Jew, so Jew, Jew lasers uh, is what she believes started the California fires. She believes that um, Sandy Hook. Newtown and the Vegas shooting were all um, false flag operations. Um, she believes in QAnon. She's a she's a uh, 9/11 truther. So the 9/11 was an inside job. Like, just take take the things that are the worst parts of the internet and then bring them to life in a human being. And that's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, oh, and she can't and, stop and, laughing. It's it's crazy. Like it's. It is crazy that she is there. You know, like she makes Steve King, who is tweeting white supremacist stuff, who they, who Kevin McCarthy to remove. It makes Steve King look like a somewhat normal person. And then the other thing, the thing that she got so much trouble for amongst all of these things is like some social media posts that like favored the execution of Nancy Pelosi, you know, like and violence against Democratic senators after the insurrection, like continuing to encourage those kinds of behaviors. So she's she says she here's this human democratically elected. So that's, that's an important thing. It's like, it's like democratically elected to the house by the people of Georgia. Yeah. And yet she's done these things that are like objectively terrible. And Dems wanted Kevin McCarthy to remove her from her positions on education. Cause that's crazy. She's on the education committee and um, the finance committee. Kevin McCarthy, as I understand it, offered to remove her from one, but then ended up not removing her for any she apologized and recanted of some things and then Dems, because they have the votes, I think have, as I understand it, have forcibly removed her from both of her um, committee positions, but they have not removed her from the house, which is like a, they voted today. Yeah. Earlier today. Yeah. To remove and her that's from what they the, decided they, they removed her from those two spots. Yeah. As I understand it. Wow. Um, but they won't, uh, as the last time I read they have not removed her from the House of Representatives altogether. And that is a pretty controversial idea because it's only happened like five times in U.S. history. Uh, and the times that it's happened have been for people who fought for the Confederacy. And oh Marjorie Greene's pretty close, but not exactly there yet. <laughs> I, You know, like, uh, she's almost on a full other team. <laughs> okay, first off, can I, can I break in here? Yeah, you got I to. I think this is awesome. And I, like... Half of me just loves the fact that we have a senator, we have a senator, an elected senator by the people who believes 
the most insane loony stuff. Like I cannot believe it. I love conspiracy theories, but I don't follow them like this one. Like legitimately space lasers were the cause of the California fires. It's so hard to talk to people who love conspiracy theories because everything's a cover up. So you just can't like, yeah. you're like, well, what about this? What's well, a cover up? You're like, of course, of course it is because you love conspiracy theories. The second thing is, is we cannot allow our senators to be this crazy. We have to do something. <laughs> she has to be ousted. We have to get her out. Stop the steal. Come on. What? Quannon? Come on. I know, man. She's way in, dude. So what do you, so, okay, so in in light of that, like similar to with the recall with Gavin Newsom, do you believe that like House leadership should remove her from office, um, which is a thing they have the power to do, or should it happen in the voting booth, like that the voters of Georgia remove her, knowing that they may not, like that she may be reelected again as she was the first time, like who, sh- what, who should remove her? Man, you always ask the good questions. Because like right now, I'm just like, yeah, get her out. But then I'm like, well, <laughs> that sets precedence and blah, blah, blah. And Mitch McConnell, he probably has some weird habit of like eating cigars dipped in feces or something. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the center. <laughs> I know, I went really gross. But anyway, I, like I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan. I wish they would sure. remove him too, right? And so if, if you looked into, if he was outspoken about his personal life, maybe there would be a bunch of garbage that uh, everybody Mm. would want to remove him too. I I thought he said something really interesting though. He said, we are either a party of conspiracy theorists or a party of low government. We have to choose, but Looney Tunes is a cancer for our party. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's a hundred percent, he didn't name green, but he's a hundred percent talking about Marjorie Taylor green. And that's another question, right? It's like, what is the Republican party going forward? Which I don't have an answer to this question, but like, is it green and Trump um, and like Kevin McCarthy in a little ways, or is it these more established politicians who I think enabled it to happen? McConnell, Romney, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. Liz Cheney, who's been in the news a lot, kind of like paralleling green because Liz voted to impeach Trump. So they were like threatening to remove her from certain policy positions at the same time that they were threatening to remove green. So it's like, who is this party? Uh, and then also, yeah, who who gets to determine that? Like, who should remove Green at all? Some of the questions that this story raises for me. You know, generally speaking, um, the term yak refers to talking or throwing up. And I just feel like the senators are a bunch of yakkers. They just talk. <laughs> and, and it's pretty much just spewing a lot of times. And you, you never know what way they're going to turn. Like, She's now kind of rescinding and, you know, backpedaling mm-hmm. on a few of her things. And we're, hope, you know, people are hoping they forget it. I don't know. I, I say remove her. I would vote to remove her. If I was part of the house, I'd be like, get her out. That's like, that's, you know, it's too, it's too much, too much. You, you got to be halfway sane. Too much. I don't know, man. I, I think that, I think for sure it was the right move to remove her from positions of power. Like there's no way she could be on the education committee. Like that's crazy. I think that's the right choice, but I am hesitant to have the like elected officials determine the outcome of Georgia's election. Mm. Um, that makes me uncomfortable in the same way that mm. I don't like the reason people are recalling Gavin Newsom 
but I would not like that power taken away when I want to be able to recall a governor. You know what I mean? Like that the problem, if you have the levers when it's an issue of justice, like other folks get, will also have access to those levers. Speaking of the filibuster we talked about last week, same thing. A hundred percent, right? Like McConnell, we can remove the filibuster, which I think I'm in favor for, but I, we do have to recognize that if in two years, if the Senate switches again to Republican, um, all of a sudden McConnell gets to use that to his advantage. Like we've done the nuclear option. There's no filibuster anymore. He, you know, he's going to ram stuff through. It's like a freaking baseball team. It's like everybody just wants to hit home runs and wound the pitcher. I just <laughs> pisses me off, man. It really makes me upset. I don't, I, I wish, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a Senator. I hope I never find out actually, but, uh, I wish that there would be a little more uh, research maybe done by our senators. <laughs> you know, they, they do that five minutes of uh, extra checking. Uh, Everyone, if you haven't made this part of your whole personality, please check your sources. Check yes. your sources. Five yes. minutes. We debunked a story that was perpetuated by like two million people. And we debunked it in five freaking minutes. Uh, that's right. That's right. Green, though, you know, she's a true believer. So she's because there's that video of her following, like following along with one of the Parkland kids, like yelling at him for faking the death for for like faking the whole story. So that's a different that's a whole other level. I five minutes ain't going to convince her of anything. You know, something else has got to happen there. Well, we will see what Marjorie 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 Marjorie. I think or wait, hold on. Now you just threw me off, dude. She's a school teacher. Anyway, I. I don't want to talk about uh, majority. I can't even say her <laughs> name anymore. As soon as you said it, no, I can't say it. Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, everyone, that ends our episode of Smart Guy, Dumb Guy. Who listens to the end of these podcasts, really? I don't really know. I think everybody at the very end, they just kind of skip ahead. Yeah, they hey, already ended it. Yep. Once people know that we're wrapping up, they're like, skip. But hey, for those still listening, you loyal and faithful listeners, as always, keep those conversations going and help us dilute the algorithm. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks. If I'm saying what you want, I can't give it to you. If I'm saying it's both in my mind, what you want, I can't give it to you. If I'm saying, if I'm saying. You have been listening to a Smart Guy and a Dumb Guy production, a podcast exploring culture, current events, and politics from both sides of the intellectual spectrum. See you next time.